What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the High Fidelity Podcast. I'm your host, Hai Trung. Shout out to everybody that's been giving me feedback, sharing experiences of your own, and letting me know how you've been connecting with these anecdotal experiences one story at a time. Where we left off in the previous episode was talking about the t-shirt company that never was and a failed Kickstarter where we tried to hand loom and effectively have a well-paying domestic sweatshop in the middle of an apartment in downtown Fullerton and how that uh, miraculously did not work. So we're going to segue right into our episode for today, which is going through both friendship and business divorce. And this took place over the course of my mid through my late 20s. Two of the people that I had been working on this t-shirt company with came upon an opportunity to acquire a book of clients for a creative agency that they wanted to scale and spin out. And at the time, they included me into the process just to see if I'd be interested and also if I could eventually find a way to pay for myself being a business development person and also the copywriter for this business. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And the world and the universe told me not only was I not meant to start a t-shirt company, but I was also not meant to continue working in the corporate job I had uh, for a title and mortgage company um, that I had been at for a little under two years. Uh, there were some great things about it. I dug, I dug the, the nature of the work. It was different. It was new. Um, but at the same time, it just wasn't meant to be. And so what I'm about to regale you next with is the weird experience of getting laid off. There was a, I'll call it the vortex of HR where people came into the office, but it never seemed like they left and they just disappeared out the other side. And it happened one at a time. It happened in groups. And so I went on a short vacation and my boss had already warned me uh, when you come back, most if not all these people will be gone. And he was absolutely right when I came back, everybody was gone. I had actually had been demoted into my old job again. Um, and he had actually figured out a way to save me and keep me at that salary that I had. But I also didn't last very long either after maybe four or five different rounds of layoffs and individual and big groups. It was my turn. And so for all of you that have been through a layoff or have not yet been through a layoff, this is what I saw as a sign you see a very short meeting that has no agenda, no topic, and it's only 15 or 30 minutes. And so we all get called into a conference room and the person who is running the vortex of layoffs tells you to put your name badge on the table. Um, you're essentially almost like a criminal now about to be discharged out into the world. They have you sign a paper and that is your severance and then you are given one banker box to load up your entire life that you have cultivated at your cubicle or whatever the equivalent is and then you got to get the hell out of there and so the universe told me it was time to do something different i had six months of unemployment available to me and the layoff was devastating not only to my ego but also my spirit i mentioned in previous episodes job hunting in a recession world really sucks and it's really difficult um, but that was the hand that I was dealt and so these guys uh, friends of mine that I had known since college 
included me in the opportunity to become an equal partner in the business and to pay for my own way. And so I tasked myself with that as a first goal, which is if this is a creative agency, we're gonna be building websites for people, doing their branding, their logos, how they talk about themselves, how they write about themselves, how they communicate about themselves. Um, that seems like something I would enjoy. I had always loved copywriting and content writing. I had freelanced before. Before I realized that Don Draper was a, a douchebag in the later seasons of Mad Men, I just loved the idea of being a creative person and having a creative agency, wearing the suits. Um, I, I'm a very much a lightweight, so drinking the liquor is definitely not part of it. But just the whole thing, the bravado, the, the charisma, the creative energy, I was enamored by it. And this was an opportunity I wanted to jump in with both feet. The reality was, though, is that even though individually some of us had had experience either being a freelancer or working in-house for another group, we really didn't have the acumen to scale a single person company who had a book of clients into a company that could really functionally and financially support three people. And so I feel very fortunate that there were people in my life that I reached out to and asked these questions about. And even though they couldn't give me the quintessential advice where you make one change and all of a sudden your business doubles or triples in size, these incremental conversations, these coffee chats I had with people, some of them conversations with people that told me I should just give up now because the market's too crowded. Um, I take all of that now in retrospect with grace and gratitude, but I'll be quite frank, at the time if someone's telling you that you should just quit now when you're already making money or you at least have aspirations to, um, sometimes you gotta be stubborn as hell and say, I'm gonna keep going, but being open to Constructive, meaningful, educated, and apt input also doesn't hurt. Moving forward, the next year, two, three years, ended up feeling very much like a relationship that kind of just skyrocketed intimacy over time. To give you an idea, when I started working on this, I was uh, roommates with, with other people and then eventually decided to move in with both business partners into one house, a townhouse. We each had our own rooms and we decided to get rid of our office space because it was costing a lot of money. And so our office space effectively was split between uh, the music studio that these two partners of mine, they were music producers and engineers, they would use this for that space, but it also became our office space to take client calls. Um, we would use a remote space for whenever we need to meet people in any kind of an office. And more often than not, we would meet people where they were at. And that was the life. And it sounds like a dream to work with your friends. And I'm going to preface that I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this, but I'll say that the biggest lesson and the eventual reason I now understand in retrospect years later as to why we eventually broke up uh, both as friends and as business partners is that speaking for myself, there were things about how we started that had we not been friends, I probably would not have said that that was okay. 
And this is not to blame anyone but myself. And it's not even about blaming myself anymore either, but just understanding and reflecting that there were fundamental values and structures and ways to communicate um, degree of empathy, um, common ways for us to resolve conflict and issues, but then the water's becoming very muddy because we were all friends at the same time. Um, I had finally, after many years of being very unsuccessful in, in dating and in love, finally had a girlfriend and a partner that was in my life while I was working on this business. And there's just so many pressures to try to get all of the facets of our friendship lives to be in parallel with our business lives. And it was a difficult, difficult process. It was not easy for any one person. Feelings were hurt, things were said, actions were taken that ultimately pushed us further and further away from being able to communicate honestly and clearly. And even though we all made a collective effort to try to be better and to do better and to be better people to one another, and for the sake of the business, um, it ultimately didn't work. And it didn't work, and I realize now, is because there were different drivers in each of our lives. We were at different stages, we came from different socioeconomics, different uh, familial pressures, economic pressures. Um, some people wanted to move into the next phase of their lives. I felt challenged because I wanted to take care of my own family in my own way and it just didn't feel like we were speaking the same language anymore. And it was such an alienating feeling because we had all been friends up until this point for almost a decade. And imagine living with these guys, going through all these experiences, feeling like it was a brotherhood. It was, these were your close friends, these were your confidants. And I, I credited them in the previous episode for being the people that really helped me out of one of the roughest patches of my early 20s. But now looking in my mid to late 20s at these same people, what had happened, what had changed, all of the different drivers and the things that we needed out of our lives shifted too. And I think the most painful and difficult pro part of this whole process was understanding that we just weren't the same people with the same goals anymore. And so I decided that I needed to explore different options if I were to meaningfully take care of the people in my life given the circumstances that I came from. Single parent, the financial literacy was not a thing for any of us and that's not blaming, that's just the reality. You know, when you come over here and you don't know what questions to ask, um, you find yourself trying to put out fires rather than looking at the larger issues. And so I looked at some, uh, some jobs, some opportunities, and I looked at one that was too good to be true, but I decided to entertain it anyway. It was a job that would take me potentially out of the state, um, out of my business, and away from my partner. But I was willing to entertain it because I felt so desperately that I needed to have some assurance that over the next three to five years, I would be able to meaningfully, uh, if not retire, uh, to take care of my family and the people that were important to me in ways that it just didn't feel like the business that I was running was going to take me there because we just had fundamental disagreements about the direction that it needed to go and how it was going to be run. Um, I understood that it wasn't about my ego to 
burn the thing down, but at the same time, it just wasn't feeling right in order to fill the needs that I needed to be met. So I made a handshake deal with this too good to be true opportunity to try it out for a couple weeks. And if it did work out, I would then come back for a few months and then uh, find a replacement for me in the business, give up my stake in the company, and then we'd go our separate ways. That is not what happened. Uh, and I have, to, I have to be frank in this next part, is uh, I broke the news to the guys during probably one of the most inopportune times. Uh, it was around October, which is around the time of my birthday. We had had a meeting with a client that we had been having some issues with, and uh, it didn't end in the, the greatest way uh, that morning. It kind of left on uncertain terms, and they wanted to celebrate my birthday. I felt more and more that I needed to tell them sooner than later about what I decided to do. And so during the dinner, when they wanted to treat me out for my birthday, I broke the news to them that I wanted to explore different options. And that was not received well. And I'm not blaming them. I would feel hurt and confused as well. And over the next two weeks, we physically barely spoke to each other. You can imagine how painful and difficult this is for all people involved. We obviously still communicated through email and chat, but we were, I mean, damn. I mean, we were, we were literally 10 or 15 feet away from each other and it felt like it, it was an alien experience to say the least. It was very bizarre. And at the end of that two weeks, I sat down with the both of them and we had this long, cathartic, painful, difficult talk. Um, accusations were made, feelings were hurt. Uh, so many things happened. And effectively, at that moment, my time, my marriage, my friendship ended. Uh, they decided that it was no longer suitable for me to work there and to be with them. And not only not as a business partner, but also as a roommate. And so the roommate situation ended. We went our separate ways, literally within, within a month's time. I was no longer part of it and uh, that was that and you know if, when I look back at this experience it was so tumultuous and painful and I'm not really blaming those guys but when I understand for myself what pushed me to be willing to stake what we had built together over three years for this you know harebrained other opportunity that might provide me more financial security. I don't have any regrets, but I certainly would have tried to communicate it maybe more aptly and at a better time. But the reality is when you're in the heat of the moment and you feel that this is what needs to be done, you will not have that hindsight. At least I sure didn't. And it was very difficult to let go of the friendship to let go of the business. And it wasn't just about the money. I mean, we were profitable and we were sustainable, but I'll be quite frank, it wasn't like I was balling out of control. It was a great learning opportunity. And I, I look back on those years with great gratitude, but I also look back on how we ended things. And it was very painful and very difficult. And the steps that it took for me to really heal and recover from that 
it took me a considerable amount of time. And so I preface to anybody who ever wants to start a business with your best friend, your, your partner, your spouse, family member, whatever it is. I'm not qualified to tell you whether you should or you shouldn't, but whatever it is that are your core tenants to agree upon in order to resolve conflict and to reach a consensus and make decisions that are not personal, but objective. I hope you stick to your guns and I hope that you understand if you still decide to move forward, you are willing to stake and gamble whatever norm and intimacy you have as a friend with that person for this new path that you decide to go on. And so I thank you all for listening for this episode. This is definitely one of the more painful episodes for me to go to, but also very healing at the same time. Um, that, that company and that business is still thriving. They're doing a fantastic job and I have no regrets. But I will say that going through business divorce and going through friendship divorce is a very painful experience. And it's not about blaming and naming names and flaming people, but I think it's just owning your side of it. And I definitely own my part too. And so if you've been through this, I want to tell you that it does eventually get better, but it definitely sucks while you go through it. And you will continue to draw more lessons as time and life goes by. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the High Fidelity Podcast. Uh, thank you to my buddy Jai for providing us the tunes for this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about his music or to reach out to me and provide feedback, you can always reach me at highfidelitypodcast.com. And if you feel so inclined, we would love and appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Have a great day and be kind to yourself. We'll see you next time.